Live from the Coachella Valley. From daytime drama. I want to walk over to you and I want to hold you and I'll take you in my arms and never let you go. To daily drama. I refer to them as animals. Shaking up your Saturday. The John Callahan Show from iHub Radio. Good morning, Palm Springs. The Coachella Valley. Southern California. What else can I talk about? How about the rest of the United States? It's John Callahan. Good morning. You know, um, I don't have the feedback plugged in thingamajig, so I can't hear myself. But as long as you can hear me. Brian, you know what I'm talking about? There's only two of these plugged in here. My bad. Okay. um, Maybe that's a little better. What is up today? Oh, Carson's on TV. Well, the, then then everything's going to be fine with Corona. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, Trump on Wednesday, I think it was. Um, there we go. Thank you very much. Um, Trump proposed uh, slashing the payroll uh, taxes to zero as an economic stimulus. This was a couple days ago. Nobody liked that. Neither party. Because it was just going to benefit the wealthy anyway. So it's like... Oops. So he finally declares a state of emergency, which is actually what was um, encouraged by both sides, including Democrats. And that frees up federal money for state and local funds. Um, That's going to be good because we need a lot of money because... um, for some reason, we can't figure out how to get the tests right. The government tests are missing things. <laughs> I, how long is it going to take before we find out how many people are testing positive and then it's going to spike like crazy? Trump really doesn't want to know this. You know, is he in the back room just like pulling the wires on some of the tests so that they come up faulty? I don't know. But um, We're finally doing some good moves. Um, I'll get more into that in just a second. Excuse me while I have some beautiful water. Mm. I was at the store the other day, speaking of water, and everybody's stocking up. It's like a pandemic becomes panic. Um, It becomes survivalist, you know? Um, People are just like filling their carts with water. What's the matter with the tap water? You know, they're confusing it with like an earthquake or the end of the world and toilet paper. I'm sorry. I'm just, I mean, for shit's sake, I, I don't know why you need so much toilet paper, but I'm um, moving on. The um, the Saudis and Russia are in a bit of an oil war right now. The silver lining, of course, is that. Um, the price of gas is down about 25 cents. Um, they're just, you know, we're going to slow down production to prop up the oil to $40 a barrel, and Russia, who can get it for 20 says, no, I'm going to keep pumping. So the Saudi goes, oh, yeah? Well, I will pump too. And now we have a glut because of the, in part, because of the coronavirus slowing down travel, trade, activity, uh, flights, which, you know, of course, use up oil. So 
gas up your tanks while you can. Speaking of airlines, the airlines are down. Um, United said their domestic bookings were down 70%. And uh, airlines are cutting flights, not just internationally, but domestically. People are afraid to fly. Um, I understand. I mean, I, I have flights coming up in April, and um, uh, you know, I'm I'm over sixty. I have some medical issues, um, but I already paid the ticket, and there's no refund. So I don't know. Um, so say a prayer. Say a prayer. Um, let's get to. One of the advantages of of this whole coronavirus is uh, the politicians have been pretty quiet. Well, except for one, but you know, that's he lives for that. But um, you know, Biden, Sanders, whatnot, <clears throat> they've canceled rallies. Uh, TV appearances are down. I find it as a kind of a welcome respite, and I'm a Democrat, but. Um, I was getting a little burnt out. So just to recap, Biden won that um, Super Tuesday 2. He won he won Michigan, Idaho, Missouri, and Mississippi. Um, Sanders took, I don't even know, Washington, maybe, and somewhere else, Dakota. I don't know. Anyway, the delegate lead for Biden stretched out to 836 versus 686, which means they're, you know, he's almost halfway there. I think you need about 1,900. So good luck to Joe. Um, Sanders is not going to drop out, even though mathematically it's going to be really hard. Uh, the next couple of primaries are pretty much pro-Biden anyway, so the it would not surprise me to see... Joe get like you know over a thousand, and Sanders struggling to get eight hundred. Um, but he doesn't want to pull out. I just hope they, the Bernie or Busters, don't pull the same move they pulled four years ago, and you know, through the election to Trump. Um. I don't know. He has hopes that he can out-debate Biden in the Sunday debates, which were moved, by the way, from Arizona to, <laughs> to, to D.C. It's like, uh, we don't want him. Can't have football? Screw that. We don't want debates. Um, the Sunday debates, by the way, will have no audience. I would like to check that out. Just to to see it and to hear it, you know. Um, nobody's going to be clapping. Uh, they're not going to be playing to an audience, you know. They'll be playing to, I guess, the camera. Um, it should be quite interesting. I mean, it might be rather sterile, um, which in days of coronavirus is actually not a bad term. But we shall see. No audience at the Sunday debates. Tune in, folks. 
You'll get a front row seat because nobody else is there. Um, the reaction has been pretty swift lately. Um, it picked up steam. The, um, the shutting down, the, the, the safe distancing, if you will. A hundred countries now have the corona virus. And 16 of them have shut down schools nationwide. Also in New York, there's a suburb uh, in Westchester, just north of New York City, uh, <clears throat> called New Rochelle. And um, Governor Cuomo called in the National Guard to enforce a one-mile, quote, containment zone, unquote, <clears throat> in New Rochelle. And... Um, I hope that's going well because it was like next to Washington that there was like a super high percentage just in that town or in that city. Um, they're trying to slow down the spread, you know. Um, as I said, when the tests finally do arrive, and I think they'll be, you know, privately made because the government's dropping the ball on this one, the percentage of Americans who are going to test positive is going to, I don't know, quadruple? Um, I'm, and I may be conservative. <sighs> Colleges and universities are going online only. High schools are closing through March. Um, is it an overreaction? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think you can be too safe. Um, we've certainly been reckless, so you can argue that the pendulum has swung a little too far. But um, and that, that basically, mean, basically means the kids have two spring breaks, but nowhere to go in the first one. So they'll be hunkering down. I know my daughter is with me right now. Not at this moment, but in my house and um, I'll do anything to keep her safe <clears throat> um, to all who are listening around the country uh, just to repeat we are in the shadow of the Palm Springs airport right now and that's in the Coachella Valley which of course has that concert Coachella which of course has been postponed till October I think yeah um, which is fine. The weather is, is beautiful in October. Don't be surprised if they go, hey, let's do it again. Um, <clears throat> but locally, you know, we've been traditionally in the east part of the valley farming agriculture, and then the mid-valley and western valley closer to Palm Springs has been, you know, travel and tourism and retirement. <clears throat> um We've since, you know, turned to a new generation with Stagecoach and Coachella. And we also have um, the BNP um, Paribas Tennis Tournament, which is like the unofficial fifth major. It's quite spectacular. Um, well, the tennis tournament canceled. The A&A Golf, which is a new reincarnation of what used to be the, the Dinosaur First Ladies Golf Major, <clears throat> That's, I don't know if that's canceled or suspended, but um, 
I think they're suspending it because it is a major. They're going to try to do it later in the year. Uh, the Coachella concert, you know, two weekends, three days each, six days of over 100,000 kids. That's postponed until the fall. Stagecoach, um, country western stars from all over, that's postponed. Um, so the, the theory of, you know, not organizing large crowds, you know, over 500, and like I said, Coachella was about 100,000, <clears> is one way to what they call flatten the curve. They know they can't completely eliminate it right now, especially with no vaccine, and that's going to be probably a year from now. And hopefully the government <laughs> stays out of it because if they handle the vaccine the way they've handled the tests, um, we're never going to get them. But um, they're trying to blunt the curve so it doesn't go so high so quick and affect so many people. Um, we're going to take a little break. And when I get back, i got lots to talk about. This is the John Callahan Show. Stay tuned. Face made for TV. Hey, neighbor! And fine as the sand in an hourglass. So are the days of our lives. He calls it as he sees it. It's John Callahan on iHub Radio. Welcome back. It is John Callahan. The name of this show is The John Callahan Show. That took some imagination. Um, where were we? Oh, we were talking about things shutting down. But there are other things that want to be extended. Vladimir Putin, his parliament, which is, you know, kind of a, a joke, um, kind of like the Senate right now, but they're rewriting the Constitution to let him stay in power after the two-term limit till possibly 2036, at which point he'll be 83 years old, which I think is about the, you know, the age our candidates will be when they get out of office. So we're going to be run by a bunch of guys in their 80s now. Um, I I don't hear a peep from Trump except probably quiet envy. Why can't I do that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Putin makes... No bones about it. He, he's been running it for 20 years. He wants to run another 12 or 16. Excuse me. Just drinking water here. You live in the desert, you got to hydrate. Um, Tesla. Elon Musk's you know, electric cars. Tesla hit a milestone. Uh it's one millionth car 
which is great. Except when you think that Toyota makes 10 million cars every single year. <laughs> so Tesla's got a way to go, but, you know, it is one small step for a small man and one giant car for mankind. Getting back to sports, the NBA suspended. The NCAA finals, you know, March Madness, college basketball, canceled. The Masters golf tournament, one of the first major of the year, postponed. Major League Baseball, opening day, postponed, two weeks at least. The Boston Marathon, canceled. St. Patrick's Day Parade, canceled. Wow. So I guess the stock to buy is Netflix right now, because everybody's just going to stay <laughs> home and order movies. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, now here's one that caught my eye. Um, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. They, um, they're going to be um, filmed with no audience. Okay. Uh, who's going to clap? Well, they, I'm sorry. I was going to say that um, there's been this habit where every show that's had a live audience, they would have their staff or their interns sit and then just watch the show. And the idea is that, well, you know, just sit and watch. That's their audience. And they have a certain distance. Um, Pete Buttigieg hosted the Jimmy Kimmel show, and that's exactly what happened. His, The staff, his friends, his family, and his husband, obviously, were just watching. They right. were there. Right. So you might get a couple of claps. Oh, they were enthusiastic. Trust me. When your friend, when you're on stage, your friends will clap for you harder than any audience. Trust yeah. me. Really, he burped. Yay! <laughs> um, that I, probably would get a reaction. <laughs> it's it's. I just, you know, I don't know. How is is Vanna gonna be like depressed if she spins the wheel and nobody claps? I'm, I, I want to go down there and, and help her out. You know. You just want to talk to her. <laughs> Hey Vanna, how's it how's it turning? <laughs> I'll leave you alone. How's your how's your vowels? Um, here's a strange little blip that I read that you know I'm sure the tabloids will go into more detail. But Corey Feldman, um, he was a fairly famous actor in the '80s. You know, teenager. You know. Um, he accuses Charlie Sheen of raping Corey Haim, which was another Corey in the 80s. Um, in 1986, Corey was 13 at the time. Charlie Sheen has um, denied it. Now, Sheen, I, I don't know him. I've never met him. Um, I think his father is cool, and I think his brother is cool, but... And I don't think he's totally wacko either. I think he's got a streak. He likes to play it. Um, he's also fairly talented, and I think he exaggerates a lot. I don't think he's nuts. But I certainly don't hope that he is guilty of this. It's going to be hard to prove because the um, alleged victim has you know, been dead for a while, uh, Corey Ham. So it would be like a he said, she said, you know. 
I certainly hope that Corey is not doing this out of spite. Or worse yet, to revive his own career. Uh, I hope it's wrong, but if it isn't... Charlie, there's room in the prison next to Mr. Weinstein. This is John Callahan. I'll be back in a minute. See you soon. Simplicity is the glory of expression. It's John Callahan on iHub Radio. We're back. And my headphones are back too. Welcome back, ladies and germs. Where was I? I was talking about things being canceled. And then Corey Feldman. Ugh. Charlie Sheen. Um, I read a little bit about um, certain pedophilia that seems to go on where managers and agents in Hollywood seem to prey on pretty young boys. I was going to say, John, um, for you and your audience, if you want a good reference point, there is a documentary that came out in 2014 called An Open Secret by Amy J. Burge. It talks a lot about sexual abuse scandals, child sexual abuse scandals in the film industry, and it has a lot of pretty good interviewees. I do recommend watching An Open Secret 2014. It is a really good documentary. Um, they There are parts of it that a lot of it's going to be alluding to certain people. Like I'm just going to be upfront saying that there's going to be a part in it where they bring up a certain director, but they say like things like, Oh, you know, this famous action movie director and it's Brian Singer. This is actually the movie that kind of talked a little bit about him. So if you're audi- just to let you know, Brian Singer gets brought up. They just don't say his name due to legal reasons. Right, right, right. Um, first of all, thank you. Just to repeat, ladies and gentlemen, an open secret from 2014 and who is the director um amy j birch she also direct she's also a pretty notorious director for she um directed deliver us from evil okay birch like the birch tree b-i-r-c-h no b-e-r-g oh berg berg my bad okay deliver us from evil was another documentary that talks a lot about um uh sexual assault but in that documentary deliver us from evil it's about um religious sexual assault so that's another good one that got nominated for that actually got nominated for an oscar but it lost to an inconvenient truth so two pretty strong documentaries that year good for her and um what year was that one that one came out 2006 right because um the inconvenient truth was around 2006 as well one was yeah early 2000s and if anyone's curious the Corey feldman documentary is called my truth the raping of the two Corys." That one is streaming currently. Um, you would have to basically go on Corey's Twitter and find it. It is because it was supposed to be on 
pay-per-view or something like that but a lot of like technical glitches and all that stuff so okay it's gonna be hard that one's free it's still going on it's just you have to watch it before uh i think before monday okay because i think that's when it goes away well thank you for all that brian um and an open secret free online too by the way okay that's good to know it's depressing news but um you sweep it under the carpet you like the catholic church with the altar boys so um it's nice to bring it to light <sighs> um I, I hate to pivot to something dark but the um kenya's um that's a country in africa if you've been under a rock but kenya's only white giraffe and her calf were killed by poachers. Um, I don't get. Well, it's for money, I'm sure, you know. But it's just, it it kills me. And and when Donald Jr. wants to go hunting for big game, I. The father should be smart enough to just say, "Hey, stay out of the freaking news." All right, lay low got an election coming up. I don't need this. For whatever reason, I hope he stops. This week in 2011, there was a whole lot of shaking going on. In Japan, you know, unless you're under 10 years old, you probably remember this. Um, there was a 9.0 earthquake in Japan. That's big. There was a tsunami that ensued, the tsunami, And the Fukushima nuclear plant kind of did a meltdown. Because I remember, you know, people worried about radiation floating over the Pacific. I don't know whether there was a clampdown on the news. Um, it didn't seem to be thoroughly investigated, you know, that particular part. Um, but anyway, it was a close call. I think the fish were still irradiated. But um, that was a bad week in 2011. Uh, on Wednesday, stocks... Um, uh, fell 20% below the February high, which um, which ended the 11-year bull run. Not the battle of bull run, but the bull run that we had from the, pretty much the Obama administration through this, um, what do you call it, uh, over two years of, of the Trump administration. Um Actually, slightly over three. Stocks will eventually rebound, but, um, you know, it's Mr. Toad's wild ride. You, you better strap yourself in, because it's going to be a bumpy night. The, um, I keep looking for good news, and I'm having a hard time finding it, so hang in there. Boeing. You know, they've had a lot of trouble. The 
two planes that crashed and killed everybody. Their shares dropped 18% on Wednesday. It's the biggest loss since 1974. Um, it might be a time to buy. I don't know how much lower they can go, but I hope they get their act together for the safety of future passengers. Um, I was making a crack about people going to prison. Um, Harvey Weinstein, he got sentenced to 23 years. And he's also up on charges in California. Um, which I think could give him another 28 years. Um, he's spending the rest of his life in prison. And he sounds like um, he's going to have very few people shedding a tear. <clears throat> um, I grew up in New York, and uh, there was a sporting goods store called Models. Gotta go to Moe's. And um, it just filed bankruptcy. And it's a victim of Amazon and other big super box stores and whatnot. Um, I mean, it's not like I was a client all the time, but I mean, I think I bought some Yankee memorabilia or paraphernalia there. Um, Models. Rest in peace. Now... Going bankrupt doesn't mean they're done, but not a good sign. I wish them luck. And if you're in the neighborhood, you got to go to Mo's. Um, Trump, um, on Wednesday, in that speech where he looked like he was half asleep, um, of course, he's been tested for the coronavirus. We shall see. Um... The Miami mayor, uh, the mayor of Miami, he's been tested positive for coronavirus. He met with uh, a Brazilian delegation. But um, Trump, he blocked travel from Europe for about 30 days. <clears throat> Except for, you know, the British Isles where he has lots of golf courses. But um, that shook the markets because... You know, oil is going to dive because travel is restricted, et cetera, et cetera. And he's big on a siege mentality. Remember way back when um, he was saying when we weren't sure what to do with the Muslims? Why don't we just, like, bar them until we can figure out what's going on? That's about as far as his thinking goes. In and of itself, not a bad idea, but it's better in conjunction with... Um, not just lifting up the drawbridge on the moat, you know, but figuring out, let's get those tests out. Let's prepare. What is the worst case scenario? What has happened in other places that haven't prepared? Should we be building more makeshift um, uh, intensive care units, uh, mobile? Uh, should we think about mobile testing? Um, I think they just passed legislation. He didn't like it. But um, he did it. And um, it gives, you know, paid leave and food stamps. Even though he's cutting food stamps, I, I really don't get that. But um, there are some moves that he's making. Not necessarily willingly, but 
Somebody must be whispering in his ear a bit of a reality check. Or, you'll look good if you do this, Mr. President. So, I wish him luck. I don't want him to fail. I don't want him reelected, but in this case, I don't want him to fail. Speaking of failing, somebody very, very famous just tested positive. Um, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson. Um, it's been all over the news for the next, last two days, so I'm sure you know this, but when Tom Hanks gets it, I mean, that's Forrest Gump. Um, I, now we're serious. You notice the, the timing between Tom Hanks gets it and all of a sudden we shift into, like, super shutdown coincidence? I think not. I think America loves Tom, and they go, if Tom Terrific gets it, um, we got to do something. So good. Thank you for waking us from our slumber, Mr. Hanks. And I wish you and Rita well during your your isolation and your quarantine. I'm sure you'll get some good health health care. Um, we were talking about things that are closing. Um, Broadway is going dark. That's that's a lot of people out of work and a lot of tourist money. Um, that's just the way it is. But you know, it's like Disneyland and Disney World. They're closed for a month. Everybody's just hunkering down, and I I don't think it's a bad idea. You know. People that go, oh, it's a gross overreaction. I think they're more worried about the political fallout of Trump. I'm worried about the American public. I'll tell you the truth. You know, whatever helps us stay healthy. You know, forget the mistakes anybody may has, may have made in the last, you know, 45 days. Let's make the right moves now. This is John Callahan. I'll be back for the last segment in just a minute. Springs iHub. The John Callahan Show from iHub Radio. Welcome back. In this last 10 minutes, what shall we talk about? Um, we have a lot of things closing. Is there anything opening? Oh, well, there are 1,600 plus cases of the coronavirus in the U.S. Hardly any Americans are tested. You know, um, like the tests that they sent out are first were slow, then only CDC, and finally when they shipped them out, they were missing a key component. We are dragging our feet worse than any country in the world. So, you know, 
it's not going to be good news when we're finally tested. I don't know whether he's waiting for a vaccine. That's a year from now. Um, I mean, the numbers are going to spike. The, um, the president of Afghanistan, um, you know, the whole peace process that they're trying to wheel and deal with the Taliban, the Afghans, and the, the Americans. Um, the Afghan president, after some resistance initially, he okayed a 5,000 Taliban prisoner release. But he's going to do it a little bit at a time, 100 per day. So that'll be, I guess, 50 days. Um, but the prisoners have to sign and swear that they won't go back and fight, okay? <laughs> All right. I, I, a lot of Republican conservatives are calling this extremely naive, but they don't want to, um, they don't want to criticize um Mr. Trump, uh, too publicly, because you know how spiteful he can get. But we shall see, you know. I pinky swear that I will not fight anymore. So can I go home now to my bombed-out house? You know, cordially, Mr. Taliban. Um, I don't know. Here's something that's um, impacting my friend here, Brian, um, Directly and indirectly, the releases of movies have been pushed back. Um, and it's because people are afraid to go into a crowded theater and not even yell fire, but just get the coronavirus. You know, um, did you cough into my popcorn? So, you know, um, the movie producers are going, we're going to get killed. We're going to waste it. We'll never get it because we won't get a full house because of the fear of the virus. Everybody's staying home. So we're just going to delay the opening of, you know, half a dozen movies. Fortunately, this time of year, it, we're sort of coming to an end of it. But January and February is sort of the... The dumping ground. The dustbin, yeah. the dumping ground, the movies that, oh God, when are we, but, you know. I mean, to be honest, though, we are getting cl March was the start of the spring break, spring break. And a lot of movies are coming out and they're getting a lot of uh, they're coming out. And that's the thing is that this is a time where horror films come out. The the comic book, the first batch of comic book movies are coming out like Black Widow and all that. Mm -hmm. And all the children's movies, they're coming out now, but now they're pushing them towards summer. The thing is, though, the least competitive movies that are still going to try to make some money come out in March and April. If they come out later in the year, they will unfortunately suffer at the box office. So Yes, yes. Because there, it's going to be swamped with decisions. Like in August, you already have Peter Rabbit moving there. And in November, that's Oscar season. So people probably won't really want to go see an action movie. They want to see the the serious, sophisticated ones. You what's know? Meryl Streep doing today? Like, what's Meryl Streep doing? You know, I don't know if I want to watch James Bond, but that Meryl Streep movie with the accent looks pretty <laughs> darn good. That's <laughs> no, true. It's true. Um, they're going to run into oh, a, I... a, 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 a traffic jam or a bottleneck. Call it what you will. But there's going to be, if you delay too long, um, you're going to go, well, I'm sorry, but we already have this space I don't think allocated. there's going to... 
You know, the funny thing is, last year had so many $1 billion movies in one year. I don't think we're going to have that many this year because it's going to be so competitive. It's going to be impossible. But I'll talk about that later on on my own thing. Well, Trump is considering new restrictions on domestic travel. Um, He's going to expand European travel ban to the UK and Ireland. That must have been some blowback, some pushback, you know. I have a feeling he there was a reason why he delayed with the UK or Ireland. I think because I've seen um um I don't know if you watch the Mexican news, but I watch um the news directly from Mexico because we have Mexican cable because my parents love speak Spanish. Uh-huh. So they were interviewing people in airports and all that, and I thought, hey, they've never done that here in the U.S. news stations I watch. But they were interviewing and. A lot of people in England were actually scrambling to come back over here because they were afraid that the travel ban was going to go over there. Yeah, well. And same with Ireland. I was surprised with Ireland that it wasn't wasn't a lot sooner. I I, I don't know. Cynically, I, I, I thought it was he's got properties there. And also politically, he, you know, kind of wanted to support the the prime minister of the UK or Britain's prime minister. Who knows? Um a slight bias, you know. Those are our people. Um, but anyway, he's going to have to cut that down because, you know, um, England has um, tested, they've got several hundred positive uh, coronavirus cases as well. <sighs> um, you know, the... Um, the... Um, the Russians were, you know, they were accused of meddling in the elections last time, and Trump hates that because it would smack of delegitimizing his election, so he doesn't like that. Well, now the election meddlers from Russia have outsourced to Ghana and Nigeria. Now, I would pay good money to see if anybody can find Ghana and Nigeria on a map of Africa. Um, but, you know... They think they're smart, but we've got smart people, too, you know. And um, it'll be interesting to see the reaction of the administration. Um, I do know that um, he was he was pissed when intelligence was released or briefed. Um, so what did he do? He, he fired the guy from the intelligence, and he wants to replace him with one of his own. Um, he announced last week he would again nominate uh, Representative John Ratcliffe. Um, he's an outspoken ally to be uh, Director of National Intelligence. Even Senate Republicans are kind of lukewarm in their support for him. Because uh, he, he was revealed uh, he had exaggerated his work prosecuting terrorists. We shall see. We shall see. I mean... Trump has so many lackeys right now, um, it's almost embarrassing. I had more to talk about, but um, guess what? It's just about time for this show to end. This is John Callahan. I will be back next week. Stay tuned. Love you. Be safe. Try not to sneeze on each other.